the center court was full of people, 20,000 people watching, and I heard like the I remember looking at my team and I started laughing, like smiling, and starting telling myself, what did you expect? This is like the first time you're serving for, to go to a semifinals in a Grand Slam, a center court after four hours, fifth set, you're tired, you're tight. It's normal that you're gonna have fear. It's normal that you do an easy mistake. And the way I went about that point changed my, my match. Because at the end I was able to win and, and helped me so much throughout my career. Because I said, if I overcame like that moment, then I can face anything. Welcome back to Mindset Win, the podcast from Red Bull designed to help you develop a winning mentality in all areas of your life. I'm Kate Courtney, and throughout the season, I'll be joined by world-class athletes and coaches to discover the mental tactics that help them reach the top. We'll be finding ways to use those same mental tools in our everyday lives. Today, we're thinking about how to keep a positive mental attitude when facing failure. Even for the best athletes in the world, things don't always go to plan. And being able to learn from failure is a critical skill in continuing to improve. So stick around because at the end of the episode, we'll break down that mental process and help you think about and respond differently to failures in your own lives. A tennis player by chance is how Matteo Berrettini's mother describes her son. Although he was born into a family of tennis fans, Matteo only started playing when he was persuaded by his younger brother. Ranked as high as number six in the world, in 2021, Matteo was the first Italian player ever to reach a Wimbledon singles final. Known for his fast serve and aggressive game, Matteo defeated Andy Murray on the way to winning the prestigious Queen's Club Championship. And in 2022, he defended his title to become the first player ever to lift the winner's trophy in both of his appearances at the tournament. Um, Matteo Berrettini. I'm from Italy. I was born in Rome and I'm a professional tennis player. Tennis is a, it's a mental sport. You have to be patient because sometimes the results are not coming straight away. You're not winning all the points, so you have to be ready to lose. Most of the weeks, you're not going to win the tournament. You look at how many tournaments you play every year and almost every week you lose. Even the best years that I had, I won like two or three or four tournaments. So I played 25 tournaments. So you have to learn how to lose and how to take the good from the loss. Since a very young age, all my coaches used to tell me, you lose, you win, you learn, and you go on. It's something that it's uh, really attached to tennis, like it's something normal. Maybe there are some kids that lose less than others, but at the end, everybody's losing. Like the best player under 12, under 14. If you're going to play under 18, you're going to lose. If you're going to play pro you know, when you're 16, you're going to lose. So it's important to take the positive stuff about the loss. And that's something that it's easy to say, but it's not that easy to actually do it because there are so many feelings, so many emotions. The anger is there, the fear. So it took me a while. It still takes me sometimes a little bit to put like that kind of mindset, but it's the only way to be a professional tennis player.
if you don't know how to lose, if you don't know what to take from the loss, it's really tough to become better. It taught me so much in life as well. There are bad moments, moments that you wish never happened, but you know, in the future we can get better. And I always used that kind of energy to become better. I remember practicing with Flavio Cipolla when he was a, a top tennis player and I was a kid. And I was like, you know, Flavio, I, I care about what I'm doing. I want to be perfect. I want to win. I, wanna, I don't want to lose any points. And he told me, look, you got to lose points. It's normal. It's part of life. It's part of tennis. The only thing you can do, it's not think about the past, but think about the next point. And to win the next point, you have to do everything you have in your power to not make that thing distract yourself from the next point. So cursing yourself about the point that you just lost gives you less chance to win the next point. You don't have to do that. You have to think about how good it's gonna be if you win the next point. I think that's one of the best advice that anybody ever gave me. I remember one time in 2019, tournament before US Open was Cincinnati, and I stepped in the court and I was like, what is this? I felt like I was practicing, you know, like I wasn't in the right mindset. I couldn't forgive myself. I couldn't accept the fact that, you know, I was working so hard to come back. And then when I, it was, I was ready to compete, I couldn't compete, I wasn't there. So I was pretty tough on myself. And then US Open was coming. So a lot of pressure, I wanted to play good. In the quarterfinals, I was playing against Gael Monfils and I played four hours and 10 minutes, something like that. I was losing really badly, uh, setting a break, and I was thinking, okay, this match is gonna be tough to win, you know, like, but I tricked my brain. I, I said, okay, now it's time to fight. It doesn't matter what, like, I'm not gonna let him win. And somehow I found myself serving for the match. Match point in the fifth set and I double-folded, which is something that I don't normally do. Easy mistake, unforced error, and um, the center court was full of people, 20,000 people watching, and I heard like the But I remember looking at my team, and I started laughing, like smiling, and starting telling myself, what did you expect? This is like the first time you're serving for to go to a semifinals in a Grand Slam, a center court after four hours, fifth set, you're tired, you're tight. It's normal that you're going to have fear. It's normal that you do an easy mistake. And the way I went about that point changed my, my match because at the end I was able to win and, and helped me so much throughout my career because I said if I overcame like that moment, then I can face anything. It was my first breakthrough, I would say, in a slam. I reached the semis. What it always worked, unfortunately, when I lost, it was the anger that I had, obviously, towards myself, towards my opponent in a sport way, towards the, the fact that maybe I didn't play the right way, that my mindset wasn't there. And there were moments where I was really sad, but I was never scared about that. I always welcomed the bad feelings because I, I always thought and I still believe that if you feel bad it means that you care about it it takes time to process and to digest I would say but it always gave me the right energy to step in the gym to step in the court and think okay 
this time I'm gonna be better. This time I'm gonna practice on what I, you know, I didn't do the best way in the previous match, in the previous practice. I'm a big believer of the, I call it the, the wall philosophy, that every day you put, like you try to put a brick in your wall and, and you become stronger, you know, like sometimes maybe you lose some bricks, sometimes you put more, but you have to feel that every day was useful. You have to feel that you embrace what is happening and the more bricks you put, the more like the wall is strong, stable, and it doesn't matter what happened. Uh, maybe you're gonna lose some bricks, but the wall is gonna be there. And I just learned something about myself in, in that way. So if it's about sport, I know that if I take the good about a loss, about a bad moments, then I'm gonna be ready in the future when the same moments is gonna it's gonna happen. The same point, the same tournament, the same opponent. And this is something that it's really attached to the experience. About life, you can say the same thing. You can say that in bad moments, you know, then back in your memory, so in your wall, you know where to go. It's about getting to know yourself. Don't be scared about feeling sad. Don't be scared about maybe having three bricks because maybe three bricks, it's what you need. Matteo's story shows us that even the best of the best lose more than they win. And learning to weather those storms is a huge part of being successful. It's counterintuitive to think that developing a winning mentality isn't all about aiming to win, but in fact involves learning to lose. When Matteo started out, he described being fixated on trying to win every match and every point. But quickly, he learned that this goal was not only unrealistic, it could be counterproductive. If you're not willing to lose, he realized, you'll never stick around long enough to win. Most of the weeks, you're not gonna win the tournament. You look at how many tournaments you play every year and almost every week you lose. Even the best years that I had, I won like two or three or four tournaments. I was also struck by the way Matteo learned to use these losses to make himself a better player. As he describes, losing is extremely emotional. It can be frustrating, disappointing, and discouraging to fail at something you really care about. But learning to manage those emotions and turn them around can be transformative. Matteo learned to welcome the negative experience of failure rather than fearing it or resisting it. And in doing so, he was able to start seeing failure as feedback and even as fuel that could help him improve. I always welcomed the bad feelings because I, I always thought and I still believe that if you feel bad, it means that you care about it. It takes time to process and to digest, I would say, but it always gave me the right energy to step in the gym, to step in the court and think, okay, this time I'm gonna be better. This time I'm gonna practice on what I, you know, I didn't do the best way in the previous match, in the previous practice. There's no question that Matteo is an incredibly accomplished athlete. Already, he's achieved two Queen's Club championships, come oh so close to that Grand Slam title at Wimbledon, and is one of the most highly ranked tennis players in the world. And yet, to get to this point, Matteo's had to negotiate losses at every step in his career. As Matteo said himself, the best of the best still lose more than they win, which makes it critical to be able to take positives from those experiences. 
This is true for most competitive endeavors, where anyone who really puts themselves out there and tries is bound to fail at one point or another. But if you can find a way not to be crushed by defeat and to instead see it as instructive, you can turn it into a stepping stone towards success. When facing failure or defeat, our first impulse is often to focus on the negative and look for an explanation for why things didn't go our way. This is a natural human reaction and is probably meant to help us avoid making the same mistakes again. But how we choose to frame our losses has a big impact on how we move forward. Now stick with me here, because this theory might sound a bit scientific, but it's actually a really simple idea that can have powerful implications on the way we assess our own performance. In psychology, the way we explain the causes of events is known as attribution theory. Within that theory, we can differentiate between internal or dispositional and external or situational attribution. Dispositional attribution means that I see myself as being responsible for the negative outcome. Maybe I didn't practice my lines enough before the play or spend enough time preparing my presentation. In other words, I see my choices, motives, or beliefs as being responsible for dictating the end result. On the other hand, situational attribution means I believe external factors were responsible for the outcome and I had no control over it. I might, for example, blame a teacher when I failed an exam, think the judges were biased, decide that a dating app just made a bad match. In reality, things are never black or white, and outcomes often result from a mix of both dispositional and situational factors. Understanding this idea can help you start to look honestly at failure and separate out the external factors that you can't change from the internal ones that you might want to adjust moving forward. This is the first step in transforming failure into feedback and using it to help you get a different outcome in the future. Now that we've broken down the idea of attribution theory, let's see how it can actually apply to our everyday lives. I go through the following exercise after every single big event and find it to be incredibly valuable in learning from both success and failure. So to start, I want you to think about an occasion where things didn't go to plan, a loss or failure that might've been frustrating or difficult. It could be a bad audition, presentation, or competition. We've all been there. Even though this event might be tied to some negative emotions, I want you to focus for a moment on what went well. If it was an important presentation, maybe you showed up on time or felt well-prepared. Even if the outcome didn't go to plan, were there moments of success along the way? Next, we'll switch to the negatives. What things that were within your control didn't go well? Maybe you showed up late, forgot something important, or weren't well-prepared for follow-up questions. And finally, Think of the things that didn't go well, but were out of your control. For example, getting stuck behind an accident on the way to the meeting or starting to feel sick just before you were set to go on. Once you've had a chance to think about these factors, I'd recommend writing them down at some point and reflecting on which were the hardest categories to find items for. 
Often, especially if things haven't gone well, we can find it tough to think about the things we did effectively. But after an unsuccessful event, it's important to look for positives and know what you want to continue to do well in the future. On the other hand, you also want to look critically at the factors that you want to change. Focusing on the things that didn't go well, but are within your control, gives you a great starting point to learn and improve for next time. Going back to our example, you might plan more prep time the night before your presentation, or leave extra early in the morning to ensure an on-time arrival. Whether they're situational or dispositional, breaking down the factors that lead to a negative outcome can actually point you in the direction of success. While there will always be external factors that you can't change, hopefully this exercise helped you identify a few elements that are within your control and that you can work to change in the future. These are valuable insights that, in some cases, can only be learned from facing failure head on. That's it for today from Mind, Set, Win. Thanks for listening. Keep on learning and pushing forward. I'd love to hear if this exercise helped you. So please drop me a message or leave a comment. Until next time. 